Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Flying by the seat of your pants is not a symbol of spirituality or godly leadership. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. We're helping believers to be leaders in every venue of life. This is the third podcast on spiritual planning. So I'd encourage you to listen to the last two, and most of all, to read Luke 16, verses 1 through 10, where Jesus takes his time and gives his disciples a very significant teaching on how to be a good planner and the spiritual implications of planning. So first of all, I just want to address the issue. Is planning a lack of faith? Is planning a lack of spirituality? Let me just say this. The question is so offensive that I'm almost tempted not even to answer it. But yet that thinking is more pervasive than we might believe, especially in the spirit-filled church where we think that flying by the seat of your pants is a symbol of spirituality or godly leadership even. And I think it's it's a sad indictment where we have a lot of horsepower sometimes and we're not able to get traction because there isn't a plan. If you're leading your family, you're leading in a business, you're leading in your community or leading in your church, The evidence of your leadership, I want you to hear this, is that people know the next step. They might not know everything, just like you don't know everything, but they do know the next step. If your disciples are quizzed, if your employees are quizzed, if your family is quizzed, and they say, what happens next, they're going to be able to say most times, This is what happens next. This is the next plan. They're not going to look at circumstances. They're going to look at the plan that is going to happen next. Now, I want to zero in on Jesus' phrase here in Luke 16 and verse 8. Now, this is what he says. And the master praised the unrighteous manager. Jesus never said he was righteous. He just said he was smart. There are smart, unrighteous people out there and we could actually learn something, there are heathens that could teach us things, okay? Because he acted shrewdly, he acted keenly, he acted precisely, he acted with intention. And then Jesus makes this statement. This is an all-encompassing statement. I want you to hear what Jesus said. For the sons of this age, meaning that generation, the present generation, are more shrewd in relation to their own kind or their own generation again than the sons of light. So, gee whiz, that means exactly what it sounds like it means. He's saying that unregenerate people in their culture thought more strategically than regenerate people. People that redeem. Primarily, of course, at this time, not speaking of the church, but speaking of the Jewish community. So there was an underlying Jewish mysticism that's still very prominent even in in quasi-practicing Jews. They they mix a lot of different kind of mysticism uh, 
you know, almost black magic. That's not the, meant to be a pejorative statement. It's just the reality of it that, you, that, that is fairly consistent. There is a, a certain mysticism, okay? And that was prevalent at this time in this age. And Jesus was saying that in his kingdom, that was something that was not part of the culture or the church that he was building. So asking uh, clear questions about where we're going and how we're going to get there are very, very solid and good questions. That's what this man did who realized even in his unrighteousness that he had to have a plan for his future and what he was going to do. You know, one of the passages I like when it comes to this is simply Proverbs 6. It's, it's a story about an ant. And I used to say to my leaders and people around me, and I still do, sometimes I'll just make the statement, hey, all we got to do is be as smart as an ant. In other words, read Proverbs 6. An ant plans for the future. An ant knows that winter is coming and he stores up and he works together. Read Proverbs 6. You'll get it, okay? Planning is spiritual. Planning takes faith. Planning takes prayer. Planning takes communication. Planning takes building a team. Planning takes taking inventory. Planning requires all the things that build up a person's spirit, soul, and body. And I will say this to you, that your calendar and your cash are going to reflect your plan. That's what I said your calendar and your cash. If you have a plan, it's going to show up in your calendar. A plan is not in five years, we're going to do this because time by itself is nothing. A plan is in five years, we're going to do this and it's going to take us the next 50 months. And and here's what's going to happen this month. We're going to do this this month. We're going to do that. You know, sometimes people have a plan and say, well, in, in this many years, I want to do that. That that's not a plan. That's a wish. It's a desire, maybe pretty good, but then you've got to work backwards and you've got to put a timeline on that. If you're building a house, what's the move in date? Well, you know, it's in five years. Well, how do you know it's in five years? Well, we just hope it's in five years. No, it's in five years because it takes this long to do that. That'd be a long time for building actually in the community that that I grew up in the Steel Valley of Pittsburgh, some of the, the most beautiful homes, the old, I don't know if you'd call them mansions, but just about that, you know, the upper end of the steel industry, the, the leaders lived in those homes on average took about seven years to build because the glass and the wood and the stone, everything was done right on the property. And these were, you know, five to 7,000 square foot homes, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Uh, but they would take five to seven years to build. Now we now we can build a you know house that big in 120 days, a lot of people. But anyway, that's a whole side thought. But you have a timeline uh, based on what you're going to do between the start date and the finish date. So your calendar measures that and your cash measures the commitment that you are willing to invest to make sure that that thing happens. Planning is spiritual. Good leaders are able to inspire people to follow not just them, but to follow the plan. In other words, where the mission trumps the personality of the leader. The mission is greater than the personality of the leader. Spiritual planning does not lack faith. 
It is a testament to your faith that you are not waiting for something to happen. You are allowing God to instigate you to cause something to happen. Here's the great thing about a plan. If you have a plan, you can change it. You don't change your vision. You don't change your mission. You don't change your destination, but you do change your plan. So if you have a plan that's not working, you don't say, gee, that, you know, wanting to get to Hawaii was a bad idea. You know, you, you just say swimming was not such a good idea. I think I need a boat. Okay. Where boating was not such a good idea. I think I need a plane, whatever it may be. Your destination doesn't change, but your plans are fluid. Plans aren't religious. Plans are not sacred. Plans are subject to change and we shouldn't treat them like they're sacred. You know, George Patton said this among many of the wise things he said. He said, a good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. Why? Because a good plan, if it's working, will always be sharpened. A bad plan, if it's not working, will be started over. So having a plan in place of this is how we're going to do it, okay? This is, this is the modus operandi gives people something to do that they can measure to say, is this working? That takes faith and that it takes a measurement to say, okay, our goal is to cross the bridge in five days. How far have we gotten in one day and what will change in the next four days if we're not on course? Otherwise, we can just be like the children of Israel who, who roamed around the desert and complained a lot, waiting for something to happen. My heart breaks for so many believers that are waiting for something to happen. And I'm really kind of trying to get you to mine the gold out of your heart right now and think about what do you want to happen? Is it a godly thing? Is it a wholesome thing? Is it, is it a realistic thing? Then ask God to make you as smart as an ant and get a plan to begin to pursue that. And I believe as you begin to move, if, you're, if your compass is off a little bit, the Holy Spirit is gracious. He's, he's going to change that. God is not looking to catch you in a gotcha moment where you can say, ah, oh, you took the wrong road. You know, th that's not the God we serve. So I, I think a lot of times when people are, are, are afraid to make a plan, they are like the guy who buried his one talent rather than invest it, rather than have a plan to duplicate and to multiply because they think God is hard and God is going to judge them rather than say, God, you know, I, I want to win so many people. I, I want to make a mission trip. I want to reach my community. I, I, there's things I want to do. I want to expand my business. I want my family to be debt free. I'm going to make a plan and I'll have something to measure. And I'll almost guarantee you that if you will do that, if 10% of your plan works, if we're 365 days away, we're talking this time next year, and you're talking about 200, you're talking about 2023, and 10% of your plan worked, you'll be rejoicing over the 10%. And the truth is, the more you plan, the better you get at it. The more things and elements and an inventory you begin to put in that plan and understand even your own leadership style and the way you communicate that plan. So I wanted to answer the question today, is planning spiritual? Jesus criticized the mystical Jews of that day who are waiting for something to happen and said that children of this world are smarter, they're shrewder, they're brighter, they're more intuitive, they're more on the ball 
than you are, and that ought not to be. Jesus had to use the story of an unrighteous servant to get their attention. I think Jesus is still trying to get our attention today. Does he have your attention? What is your plan for the things that you say are important to you? This is Keith Tusi challenging you to be as smart as an ant in the upcoming year and get your plan together. God bless you. The evidence of effective leadership is that people know the next step. Spiritual planning does not lack faith. It is a testament to your faith. You are not waiting for something to happen. You are allowing God to instigate you to cause something to happen. What is your plan for the things you say are important to you in 2023? Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.